Our scripture reading for today comes from the book of Isaiah, chapter 55. I'll be reading from the New Revised Standard Version. Ho, everyone who thirst, come to the waters, and you that have no money, come buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk without money and without price. Why do you spend your money for that which is not bread, and your labor for that which does not satisfy? Listen carefully to me and eat what is good. And delight yourself in rich food. Incline your ear and come to me. Listen so that you may live. I will make with you an everlasting covenant, my steadfast, sure love for David. See, I made him a witness to the peoples, a leader and commander for the peoples. See, you shall call nations that you do not know, and nations that you do not know shall run to you because of the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel. For he has glorified you. Seek the Lord while he may yet be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake their way and the unrighteous their thoughts. Let them return to the Lord that he may have mercy on them and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts and your ways are not my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain and the snow come down from heaven, and do not return there until they have watered the earth, making it bring forth and sprout, giving seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that comes out from my mouth. It shall not return to me empty, but it shall accomplish that which I propose." And succeed in that thing for which I sent it. For you shall go out in joy and be led back in peace. The mountains and the hills before you shall burst into song. And all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. Instead of thorns shall come up the cypress. Instead of the briar shall come up the myrtle. And it shall be to the Lord for a memorial, for an everlasting sign that shall not be cut off. You know, nowadays, when you need to do something, there's an app for that. You need to do a grocery list? There's an app that'll help you do that. You need to keep track of your schedule? There's lots of apps for that, right? You need to order some food? There's tons of apps for that, too. There's an app for just about anything. I mean, you can put slideshows together. You can do so many things. You can measure stuff with apps. There's an app, it seems, for like anything that you would want to do, and if there isn't one, somebody's already working on developing one for it. Today we hear from the prophet Isaiah, because God is not to be outdone. He is so gracious and so merciful to us that he has provided a scripture for every time and every season, a scripture that will speak to us based on our need and based on what we're going through. Today the prophet tells us, that we need to seek the Lord and look for the abundant life that he gives us. The section is entitled, An Invitation to an Abundant Life. And I don't know about you, but that sounds pretty good right now, an abundant life. That is kind of what we all need right now, a life that is better than the one that we currently have. Who doesn't want abundant life, a fuller life, a healthier life, a better life? Basically, the scripture tells us today that we are being invited by God to live abundantly. And abundant means 
having plenty of, existing in large quantities. Abundant life is all about having plenty of God's life in our life. But an abundant life is not to be confused with an affluent life. Affluence has to do with having plenty of material things. It has to do with a great deal of money or wealth or possessions. But when it comes to an abundant life, it is clearly not about the stuff we have, but about the one whom we live for. It is about the quality of our life and not necessarily the quantity of stuff. Isaiah begins by inviting us to go to the source when it comes to life. If you thirst, you go to the waters. You go to the source in order to satisfy that thirst. He says, if you have no money, come buy and eat. Wait, wait, how does that work? How do you buy without money? How do you get something to eat when you can't afford anything? Well, simply you go to the one who owns the cattle on a thousand hills. You go to the one who is the owner of the universe, the one who created all things and is for us. You go to the one that loves you and is there to bless you. You see, Isaiah is reminding us that we serve a God who is merciful and loving, who is compassionate, who provides for our needs even before we know that we need them. He knows that God is like a father taking care of his children who will not let them go hungry or go in need. The bread of life that comes down from heaven, as we know in Scripture, is Jesus Christ. So as Isaiah is writing this, it's almost like he's foreshadowing our need of Jesus. He says, go buy bread and fill up with that bread. It's almost as he's already telling us that we're going to need Jesus and we should fill up with Jesus. That all the good that God has to offer is given to us in him. That we need to come and eat. The fact that we have no money that could buy Jesus is also a truth. We come to him through grace, asking God to have mercy and give, it, give us that satisfying bread of life that can help us to live abundantly. Isaiah says, labor for that which satisfies, eat that which is good. Listen to the word of God that you may live. Listen to Jesus that you may live because we know that Jesus is the word of God made flesh. And so in order to have abundant life, Isaiah is already foreshadowing that we are going to need Jesus. We are going to need to make his life our life. We're going to need to feed on him, on his word. We're going to need to continue to know him and to draw him near. Isaiah was writing, of course, to a Jewish audience. So he reminds them that God has made a covenant with the people of Israel, that God made a covenant with David. And a covenant, as you know, is a deal, is an agreement. God basically said, I will be your God and you will be my people. He made the covenant with David that he would be his witness to other nations and other leaders, that he would represent God in the world. This covenant extended from David to all generations. It was to be a covenant that would be everlasting, never to be broken. Even to today's date, we can already see Israel as a representation of God's people. And that has expanded to all of us. Because through David came Jesus, the Savior of the world. This deal that God made with David is one that will never expire. 
God will continue to be our God if we continue to be his people. And every nation in the world will know about the Lord because of of us being with God and God being with us. Isaiah encourages us to seek the Lord while he may yet be found, to call upon him while he is near. This is a reminder that there's, there's a need for us to always be seeking of the Lord. He wants us to forsake our wicked ways, to turn to the Lord, to live righteously so that we can live abundantly in him. He reminds us that we have a God who is willing to pardon our sins, to forgive us and to restore us to new life. But it begins with us confessing our sin. It begins with us going to him and repenting and and acknowledging that we need him. You know, we need to turn to God at all times. In the Old Testament, turning to God was always presented as a, a repentance of our sins. That when we turned to God, it meant that we were repenting from our wicked ways, that we were repenting from all those things that do not please God. And Isaiah says, if you want to live an abundant life, then you have to turn towards God. Oftentimes, we try to live an abundant life, but we kind of try to do it in our own terms. We kind of make our own plans, and we invite God to get on board with our plans. But Isaiah tells us that God's thoughts are not our thoughts, that his ways are not our ways, that as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are God's ways higher than our ways, and his thoughts higher than our thoughts. In other words, even when we come up with the best of plans, if it is not God's plan, then he still has something better in mind for us. Isaiah wanted us to to stop trying to plan on our own. He wanted us to instead come up with a way to reach God, to approach God, to seek God while he could still be found so that God would reveal to us his ways and his thoughts, which are higher and better than our own. He says we have to start planning by going to God. His ways, his thoughts are the ones that we need to seek to get on board with. That's a completely different way of planning than we're normally used to using. You see, when we plan, we normally take into account what we have available to us, what the situation is, and then we come up with a plan. But when we do that, we often forget the God factor, the fact that with God, things that are impossible are possible. The fact that with God, the direction that we take might be completely different than that which we think is best. See, this is where the rubber meets the road. Isaiah is telling us that God has a purpose and plans that involve us and that it is our task to get on board with God's plan. He compares it to snow and rain watering the earth and going out and accomplishing that which they're sent out to do. When the rain comes down from the heavens and the snow falls, he says it waters the earth and it helps to sprout the plants and to do that which was sent out to do. He says when we're sent out, we are sent out with a purpose. God has a plan for us to do certain things in our lives, to reach certain people with the word of God, to go out and share his good news. He says, but in order for those purposes to be accomplished, we have to get on board with what God is trying to do. God sends us out with the word in our mouths. And that word does not turn back empty. 
it accomplishes the purpose for which it was sent out. This week, I had the blessing of receiving a phone call from a church member from, gosh, four appointments back. And this person called me and talked to me a a little bit about the blessing that my ministry and my wife's ministry with her family had had. After over 15 years, she told me about this effect. And it reminded me that God's word never returns empty, but it always accomplishes the purpose for which God sent it out. All of this time, the word that was planted and and sown into this family is still yielding fruits today. You see, the real life is only to be found in Jesus Christ in the relationship with God the Father. It's only to be found in the sharing of God's word and in the spreading of God's word. And sometimes we might not see what it's doing, but it doesn't mean that it's not working. It doesn't mean that it's not acting on the hearts of those who have received it. You know, we're bad about getting distracted along the way when we're trying to do things. Have you ever gone into the kitchen and forgotten what you were there for? Or started to do something and got distracted and never finished? Maybe you went on the car and you were driving and you missed your exit because you just weren't paying attention. It is so easy to get distracted from the plan that God has for us. It is easy to look to the left or to the right and to lose sight of what God has for us even this day. And so Isaiah is inviting us, he's calling us to seek the Lord and be careful with how we spend our days, that we continue to be about God's word and share God's word so that God's plan can be fulfilled in our lives and so that we can know the direction that God is giving us. Final point that I want to make is that Isaiah says that we go out to do this in joy and in peace. In joy and in peace. In joy because we know the one who sent us goes with us. In joy because we know that what we're doing is kingdom work. In joy because we know that this is life-giving work because people that receive the word of God are blessed through it. In joy because we know that we have promises from God in scripture that are being fulfilled every day. And we go out in peace because we never go alone. We go with the presence of God with us, with his Holy Spirit guiding us. We go with the power that was given to us through Jesus Christ to make the kingdom of God come upon the earth. We go knowing that we will never be cut off from the everlasting covenant that God has made with us. Good things come when we follow God's plan and we go out in joy and in peace. I began by saying that there was an app for everything, and I really believe that there really is a scripture for everything, for every situation, for every time, for every, everything that we might face in life, that there's scripture in the Bible that God has put there to feed our need of him at that moment. And I really believe that Isaiah 55 is the chapter appropriate for this time for us because we need to be about 
promoting the abundant life that Jesus has given us. This is a time in which we need everything that God has to offer. We need to live our lives as if every moment matters because every moment does. And we have to admit that God's ways are higher than our ways, that we don't always understand God's plans, but that we want to get on board with his plans. Let us not tire of praising God. Let us not tire of sharing his word. Let us not tire of worshiping him day and night. Wherever you are right now, I just invite you to worship God, to thank him for his goodness and his grace, to praise him, to give him glory for everything that he is to you, for the promise of salvation that he's given to your life. Let us continue to celebrate Jesus Christ because everyone needs him and the abundant life that he has come to bring. You know, God will lead us if we will continue to trust him. He will help us to make it through this time. And at the end of the day, God will use all things for good for those who love him. I pray that we continue to live the abundant life that Isaiah wrote about in chapter 55. Read this chapter over and over during this week and declare for yourself the abundant life that God gives you in Jesus Christ. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I just thank you. I thank you because you came to give us life and life abundant. I thank you, O oh Lord, that we can seek you because you can still be found. You are still there with us, O oh Lord, as we are going through these trying times, and you are still sustaining us through your word and through your promises. We ask, O oh Lord, that you will encourage each and every one of us to continue to be in your word, to continue to be praising you, to continue to be sharing the, your good news with others. Help us, Lord, not to get tired of worshiping you and following your ways. We pray that in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.